Welcome to the podcast that is all about self-employment. We'll be sharing expertise on getting started, getting noticed, and getting it right, as well as dealing with getting it wrong. Your host, Julia Kermode, will help you get ahead so you get the success you deserve. Welcome, everyone, to today's podcast. I'm really pleased to have with me um, someone who I've been trying to talk to for a little bit, Helen Arney, and we're going to talk about um, financial aspects of your business, and it's going to be really, really helpful and practical for for you um, in terms of how to get paid. So, warm welcome, Helen. Tell us a little bit about your background and your business to get us started. Sure. Thanks, Julia. Um, So, yes, I fell into my career, um, probably as a lot of people do. Um, For the last sort of 25 years, I've worked in the insolvency industry. Um, So working with directors and individuals, obviously trying to rescue their businesses was paramount um or yeah. do some sort of turnaround or restructuring um but obviously getting involved with a lot of directors that had cash flow issues um mm-hmm. and i saw that so many of them had issues with their own customers not paying them um which okay. you know would, would lead to cash flow issues and um quite severe in some cases which would unfortunately lead to liquidations of their own businesses so yeah. um i mean solvency is a little bit doom and gloom um obviously we can't turn yeah. around every company so i was very conscious of the fact that actually if we concentrate a little bit on the cash flow and, and the debtors um so those mm. unpaid invoices there are in some circumstances that we could turn these businesses around and make them viable and go on for the future so I decided to set up HJA Business Solutions. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been going for just shy of three years now. Um, and we help directors, uh, we help sole traders, we help freelancers, anyone that's in business um, that mm-hmm. is getting paid for their services or products, um, we help them to get paid. Uh, so whether that's through credit control packages, um, mm-hmm. one-off debt recovery, you know, if they've got a sticky one-off invoice that uh, for whatever reason is not getting paid. Um, and most importantly, just to be there to sort of lend lend an ear, a bit of a steer, any advice. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's us. Perfect. And it sounds like, um, so at one point you mentioned that insolvency can be a bit doom and gloom. And so it sounds like you've turned your previous experience into actually something really positive and, and helpful. And you must see the practical um, impact of what you do every day, mustn't you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was very key for me. Um, that you know, Don't get me wrong. I loved the industry because it, it was mm. so vast and you, you could do so many things and help so many people. Um, but ultimately, it, it was quite depressing having to obviously go in and, and lay off work staff um, yeah. and shut businesses down. So it was very, uh, as part of my journey in my business, it was very key that I, I was more on a positive note. Um, and, you yeah. know, I think a lot of people in business, you know, we, we just like being useful. We like um, sharing advice and knowledge. Mm. Um, so if I can help in that, in that way and, uh, you know, have a positive impact, then that makes my, you know, my nine to five job perfect in my eyes. Yeah. And I know that um, within the freelance industry and self-employed people, um, 
prompt payment is can can be massive. So um, I know that big companies will often have really long payment terms um, for for their for their invoices, but it just doesn't work like that for for self employed people because it's not just a business cash flow it's kind of your your own personal cash flow yeah the the boundaries that the boundaries can be a bit blurred um so so yeah and I'm sure I'm sure people must make similar mistakes if if you like um you know in how how they kind of operate as a self-employed person what what are the most common things that that you see definitely I mean like like you say I think a lot of people um especially over the last couple of years obviously there's been a lot of people that have had a business idea that thought I'm going to start up a business I'm going to mm. sell or or provide the service for whatever it is that they're that they're experts at and unfortunately having been in, employed for such a period of time um, you know, coming end of the month, you're expecting to receive your pay packet. But unfortunately, yeah, through, yeah. Um, you know, if you're running your own business or a sole trader, freelancer, whatever it might be, that doesn't happen unless you put in the legwork. Um, yeah. And it's not just a case of issuing the invoice and it will mm-hmm. magically appear in your bank account. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, there's some that that, that, that happens for. Um, But, you know, I think as the sort of seasoned um, freelancers will will say it, you have to know the process, you have to know who you're working for, what their payment process is. Um, Mm -hmm. They may only have one pay run a month. And if you don't submit your invoice by a certain date, then you've missed that, in which case it's sort of six weeks later that you might get paid. Um, So knowing the process from day one is absolutely key. Um, And again, depending on the size of the companies that you're working for, um, they may need certain information on the invoices. The invoices may have to go through a portal system. A lot of people use computerized portals. Um, where you upload that information and if if you're merrily sending those invoices via email to your contact they are probably inundated as we all are in our emails Um, they they may not be getting to a point where they're responding to you and saying actually it needs to be sent here and again that could be another month down the line Um, so the key thing I think for anybody who has just started working for uh, a, a customer, whether it's um, on a on a full month basis or or even a one off, absolutely on day one find out how they would like their your invoices dealt with, um, and, and get all that information up front. That that's key okay. for me. It's all it's all about the communication. Yeah, and that's that's quite hard. I'm already sitting here feeling a little <laughs> bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Just the thought of discussing payment on on kind of day one, but you're you're absolutely right, and of course, um, I guess if you're if you're oh I don't know doing social media marketing for someone yeah. in their marketing department, your contact who might be the marketing manager may not know how how payments are dealt with anyway because yes. he or she might might not normally receive invoices they might not normally be in that kind of payment chain so actually asking asking day one um I I, I feel I feel like that's a revelation <laughs> I'm so sorry that's probably really obvious to you Helen but I bet I bet well, a lot of people don't do that <laughs> no this is the thing I mean and money you know it, it is a very emotive subject and and you know I mm. it's very easy for me to sit here and say 
oh, it's it's a, it's just this process. And, you know, I'll be the first to hold my hands up. I hate going to my clients um, because it, <laughs> I think it's inbred yeah. into us. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those, oh, well, if, if it's not there today, it might be there tomorrow. So I'll just leave it till yeah. tomorrow. And it just gets being pushed back all the time um but you're right I think from day one if you if you know the process it's so much easier so you haven't got to wait till day 30 when it's all a mad panic and you want the money in your account right now um because you've yeah. done all the legwork so in theory as much as I, would, I don't want to say it's an easy thing because I, I know it's not but it should be an easier process. Yeah, and it probably gets easier over time. If you make it kind of part of your standard um, uh, day one stuff yeah. that you that you cover, then then I guess the more you do it, the, the more normal um, it becomes. And I would hate for anyone listening to miss the monthly payment cycle and then, then have to then wait that that bit longer because that yeah. that's massive if, yeah. if you if you just miss the monthly and I'm guessing a monthly payment cycle for companies is not unusual it, it certainly isn't in my background no. it's quite normal to only make payments once a month yeah yeah I mean definitely and and lately um I mean we, we deal with a number of clients uh, from different industries um so mm. manufacturing for instance you're you're talking at the earliest 60 days um, can go on to 120 yeah. days. Um, yeah. Certainly in the, at the moment with, you know, the, the process that we've been through over the last sort of 18 months. Um, and people are, whether it's right or wrong, um, people are using it a little bit to, to help their own cash flow. So, yeah. you know, if you've not yeah. given them all the information on day one, um, it's very unlikely that they will chase you for that. So, if you're on the ball and you're chasing them, it's better to be in that position. Um, but and I guess it, it's just, I mean, my key thing is, is don't, don't expect to just put the invoice in and expect the money to land. Um, I think a lot of people get caught into um, the, the debt recovery side of things and the debt recovery mm. is very it is not a nice industry and you know nobody wants to be chasing debts and you know get visions of baseball bats and banging on doors but actually yeah. it, it's it's a step before that that the credit control process is just speaking with their accounts payable team speaking to their um their finance guys and just checking a that they've received your invoice b yeah. is it okay is it accepted is it in the right format C, have they got your payment details? And then D, you can ask that question. Is it now approved for payment? When can I expect the payment to land? Yeah. Um, yeah. And those are a lot easier conversations to have before it's due than when, yeah. because in, in your own mind, you're thinking, I'm chasing something that's overdue. And you kind of get yourself already worked up for it. So if you can yeah. actually touch base with them before it's due, um, and it's all lined up, ready to go, then that's great. But but having to chase it after the payment date has fallen due does mm. change your own um, viewpoint on it a little bit. And I guess how, how we feel about it then changes how we might come across as yes. well and, and that whole kind of um, side of things. I would always say if, you, if you're on a seven-day payment term, for instance, which um, a, a lot of freelancers do tend to be, mm. um, there's nothing wrong with put the invoice in and then maybe the following day 
just pick up with the accounts um, team yeah. and say, just want to check, you know, you've received my invoice and it's okay. Yeah. And that it's being processed or it's being accepted for payment. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and, you know, they're, they're not scary. And actually, if you're helping the accounts payable team do their job, they're going to love you for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if, if it's on their desk with a query, they don't want it there. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's it's taking time out of their day for them to follow that up with you. So actually, if you're preempting that and following it up first, they'll love you because they it gets that piece of paper off their desk in a, in a virtual yeah. kind of yeah, way. Yeah. Obviously, like being paperless. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And I think um, sometimes in in big companies, that can be almost someone's whole job is is kind of going through the invoices um, uh, for for payments. So so yeah, anything you can do to help that person. And the other point I was going to make about big companies is um, sometimes they have to be kind of authorised by at a departmental level and have um, particular um, purchase order codes allocated against them. So it can, yes. it, there's kind of that whole admin side to things as well that, that perhaps, I'd, I don't know, do, do freelancers need to be aware of that sort of um, element to the payment? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've um, helped a couple of freelancers out recently, actually, that um, I come across that have... A similar issue that they've put their invoices in they've been liaising with their key contact mm. um and then it comes to the accounts team and they have no idea who this person mm. is um all they would be doing is checking their system to see does that name or that business name cross reference to anything on their system mm. um if it does great if um if it's on there they need to have normally a job allocation code or yeah. a purchase order um, and if they haven't got that, then immediately the invoice goes into dispute. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just, I mean, the, the, the people that I was um, having with last month, it, they were working for a big business. So it was the fact, as you said, that there was no purchase order number mm-hmm. on there. So it, it did take a bit of digging from the, um, the accounts guys, but we found it and we were able to allocate it. And it's, yes, you know, this project has been allocated however many thousand your invoices come in that's within the budget it's agreed it's going to be paid 48 hours later yeah and it's it sounds really flippant but it's almost that simple mm-hmm. um but had the our client known the purchase order number at the start and yeah. had put that on the invoice we wouldn't have even had to have got involved and, and to assist them yeah um so yes absolutely if, if and that's all again, as I said, the, to do with the onboarding of a new mm. client. That mm. you need to have these conversations to to find out what information they need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I would almost go as far as to say, once you've had the conversation with your key contact, and obviously ask the question if if they can tell you everything chapter and verse that they need from the accounts guys, or if they're a bit shady on it just say could I have their details yeah. could I contact yeah. them just to make sure perfect that they should be able to provide that no problem yeah yeah perfect um and the other part of kind of onboarding I guess will, will be um freelancers and self-employed people will have some sort of contract in place um and presumably they would be agreeing payment terms at the outset and I'm saying presumably with yes. a with a slight smile on my face because I'm sure it doesn't happen all, all of the time and I'm 
sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've been guilty of it and I'm sure I've, I've worked with plenty of people who, who where where it's kind of been a bit vague so I guess, I guess I'm preempting yeah. your answer here that, that yes you should have um, payment terms um, and, and have that yes. at the outset but what sort of things do people need to think about for their payment terms? Well I guess it, it comes down to how their own sort of cash flow position really mm. um i mean i i would say if it's a one-off piece of work then your thoughts on on the payment might be very different to if you're entering into a contract with somebody for the next 24 months mm-hmm. um but and also obviously the amount of hours that you're spending so for instance if you've got somebody that um is is into is working on a, a large long-term contract um and they're expecting to be full-time for that client yeah. i would say that um ideally they need to be on a seven-day payment term yeah. um, because they'll put the, their invoice in at the end of the month um and then get paid seven days later mm-hmm. because that that will be their whole income um and you know it's it's not okay, it's coming into a business or whatever form it's yeah. uh, they're um, trading. But as we all know, that that money is essentially to pay our bills, yeah. to pay our, our mortgage and, and put food on the table. Um, so yes, I, I would say sort of seven days. Um, but also you, you can also have a conversation that actually can we do a payment up front? Can we do a pro forma? There's many different ways that... Um, if a client really wants you and you really want to work with that client, um, you know, you you might be a bit more lenient, but yeah, I mean, it might be that actually you're in a situation where you've got a couple of clients wanting your time and let's face it, the one who pays is going to be the best. <laughs> yes, so yeah. um, if you can negotiate some sort of um, payment up front or a payment in advance, that, that would be ideal mm. um, because it shows willing on both parties then as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I'm guessing a lot of what we're talking about is paying for someone's time. Um, but should there ever be... Um, Oh, it's an impossible question. Um, I'm just thinking: should 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 people be invoicing on deliverables um, uh, rather rather than time? And I guess it depends on the nature of of that individual and, and the work they're yeah. doing. So I've answered my own question, but but what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm very much. I guess. Well, we, we kind of do a fixed price for things. Mm-hmm. We also do a recovery price for things. So um, if we're working on debts that, um, you know, one-off debts, if we don't recover them, then we don't get paid. So we, you know, there's yeah. obviously very different forms of, of charging for services. Yeah. And, and I guess even if you're doing a fixed fee, then in your head, hopefully you've kind of allocated how many hours that might take. Yes. So yeah. although it's not specified, it, it's still on your hours. Um, and, and this is the worst thing with, with um, selling our services, selling our know-how, that you can spend a whole month on something mm. and say, oh, this is an amazing client. They've used all my hours this month. And obviously then when it comes to payment, if they've not paid, they're not an amazing client. Yeah. Or if they're making you chase it, it's it's then eking into your next month's hours. And, yeah. you know, that, that does leave quite a sour taste. Um, but yeah, I, I guess obviously if, if it's, if you can work around something that, it, it does depend obviously on yeah. the time, but if, if you can work around it and do a, a fixed fee for something, um, 
then yes, that that would probably be a better way of looking at it. Yeah, and that you're you're right. It, it does just depend um, on on the individual circumstances. So it was a bit of a, a bit of an unfair question for from me. So. <laughs> no, no, <sorry>. <laughs> um, but but how about this then? This is a scenario that I see crop up from from time to time, um, whereby you someone has a regular client. Let's go back to our social media person. They they've been mm. they've been mm-hmm. doing this work for their regular client. Um, they the client client has always paid um, and now they're in an awkward situation where they haven't been paid yet. At what point um, would, uh, would they look to get some help chasing the debt or should should they be withdrawing services? Um, and mm-hmm. I, I know what I would say, what I would like to be the answer, but it's very, very different when you're when you're that freelancer oh, in definitely. that seat having to face that scenario. So, definitely. I mean... You, you must have seen this um, a few times. So what sort of things do you suggest? Yeah, no, I, I think every um, every sort of small business owner that comes to me for advice, we have this conversation and I'll, I'll suggest what I, I think should happen. Mm. And always the response is, I'm going to give them one more chance. And <laughs> yes. no, yeah. because I, I would be the same. I've yeah. got a relationship with that customer. Um, whether I've liked that customer or not, I have built up a rapport with them. And it feels it feels kind of wrong mm. to get somebody else in to chase, yeah. chase the debt. Yeah. Um, but yes, I I would I would absolutely say that if you are noticing a change in their pattern, um, mm. because unfortunately we will have a number of businesses that from the fallout of COVID will either restructure or unfortunately will end up in um, an insolvency situation. Um, And in those circumstances, the person paying is never going to tell you, oh, we're about to close our doors in a couple of weeks. They will just fob you off. Mm. Um, And whether it's right or wrong, that's what will happen. They will never tell you that um, they're going to close the doors until it happens, in which case they'll say, look, sorry, the the company's gone. Um, So I think if you're noticing a change in the conversations, whereas they used to pay rigidly on the 15th of the month Mm. and it's either slipping a little bit, um or if they're avoiding your calls um obviously if you're making any calls always follow them up with an email and always I mean it's a it's a very easy tip but always put a read receipt on it and a delivery receipt so you know if it's been opened um and as soon as I think I mean you'll know in your own heart of hearts um Mm. as soon as you notice that you're just not getting through there's just no response um that's where we sort of then come in and we do a bit of investigating. Have has there been any um, changes with the company status? Yeah. Um, I mean, we offer a, a monitoring service to anybody that would be interested. So you know, quite happy to extend that to your to your mm. listeners anyway. Um, but we we can just have a look and has there been a change on the board of directors? Have they moved on? These sorts of things just highlight that there may have been a fallout, um, and if you're keeping in touch with them as much as you probably should be hopefully any changes you're the first to know about them yeah, yeah. um and it's all about getting to the top of the pile um you know that there, there will be companies that will suffer with their cash flow which 
it will just be a cash flow situation so they're almost waiting for peter to pay paul yeah um but there will also be businesses that are going to suffer catastrophically and that will be the demise of the company but either way you need to be sure you're at the top of those piles yes. if they are able to make payment so um building up these relationships not just with your key contacts but also with the accounts team mm. is ideal um and and just keeping ahead of the game i mean we never um i i always say we're, we're a very sort of empathetic um collector we never go in all guns blazing there's always two sides to a story yeah um so just have these conversations and okay yes as i say you know money talking money is very emotive um and when it's our own money that's paying our own bills it's a really hard conversation to have um so often getting a third party involved such as ourselves we can kind of distance ourselves from any of that yeah. personal side and just get to the cold hard facts yeah um yeah. i mean obviously we get involved with disputed debts where it's sort of loggerheads and he said she said and and nobody wants to say anything now um and we kind of i mean we act i think probably more as a mediator than anything else really <laughs> yeah. but um yeah. it, it's just understanding and, and listening to both sides and, and trying to obviously get a resolution yes yeah and it's it's so difficult isn't it and the, the whole thing on the emotion side is is huge actually and I can well mm. imagine having someone else come in and look after getting that money in on on your behalf is is just a, such a weight off your mind because you don't have to yeah. face it yourself so um we what would be kind of your top tips to to close with then um in terms of um anything to do with getting paid as a freelancer okay so i mean this is probably my top and if i can encompass everything in it, it my only tip is just communicate um throughout yeah. the whole process communicate as i said with with your key contact communicate with the accounts team communicate with whoever you need to um to make sure you're going to get paid. Um, it, it's all about knowing your customer and knowing their processes, making sure they know your process, um, making sure they know your expectations. Uh, because again, you know, if you're expecting to receive payment within seven days, do they know that? Do they, yeah. have they um, got it set up on their system that this is how the relationship is going to work? Um, so yes, it, it's not really just about doing the work, unfortunately, um, you know, as much as I guess as, as employees, we would be very used to just turning up, doing our job, going home and, you know, that, that payslip does magically yeah. appear. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, running, running your own business has, you've got obviously, you know, as you'll know, many hats to wear. Um, yeah. and you know, obviously your cash flow is, is key. <laughs> um yeah so yes, yeah just just yeah. make sure everybody in the circle knows knows what they're supposed to be doing exactly and and I guess that's all about taking responsibility for for your own in effect payslip isn't it so if, if you yes. if you don't start off with that with that view and get that communication at the outset maybe you're lessening your chances perhaps so so yeah yes absolutely 
Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Massive. Thank you so much. It's been really, really interesting talking to you and lots of things within this that, that I, I personally hadn't thought of. So um, so I think our listeners will really value it. So massive thank you for your time. Helen. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to All About Self-Employment, hosted by Julia Kermode. For more information on today's discussion, please visit iwork.co.uk, where you can also join our growing community. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, then we would love you to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.